This program is sponsored by FlatFeeForMeds.com. My wife and I are nearing retirement, and the prescriptions are starting to add up. Now I get my meds for one small monthly pharmacy fee and have enough money left over for Friday night date night with the missus. 90% of all prescriptions are covered. Check for yours at flatfeeformeds.com. Check it out if you want to save money on your prescriptions. Flatfeeformeds.com. Once again, flatfeeformeds.com and save money on your prescriptions. Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Why are conservatives bad, Mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve. <laughs> they actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move. Russia has joined with China. Okay. <laughs> the USA is a mess. This is not real. It's just a dream. Please, please wake up. Welcome to another edition of Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. It's good to be here on this uh, Tuesday and uh, waking up to the news that Donald Trump swept the Iowa caucuses. And now what? Now now where do we go? What happens next? This is interesting. I was watching MSNBC, and you know they refused to air the speech that Trump gave after accepting, obviously, the victory. And the reason they said is because they did not want to be involved in spreading misinformation that could come across the lips of Donald Trump as he's thanking all of his people. Uh, final tallies on the percentages, it's pretty remarkable, really. Uh, Donald Trump, obviously, the uh, victory goes to Trump. 93% of the votes have come in. And the votes went this way, 52,263 votes for Donald Trump representing 50.9% uh, of those who voted. Ron DeSantis came in second with 21.3%, which represents about 21,000, just shy under 22,000 votes. 19% came in for Nikki Haley. So that's statistically, uh, well, it's not statistically, uh, she came in third place with 19.1%. And that represents about 20,000 votes. So she was roughly shy about 2,000 less votes than Ron DeSantis. Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, who gave a, I thought, which was a pretty remarkable run. And I, I think he can count me as among one of his friends and supporters, Vivek. Uh, I liked him better than, if you remember the last time when, when Andrew Yang ran uh, for the president. And Andrew was more of a soft, sort of a soft socialist conservative. And he really resonated with young people, particularly my, my own son, who was in his early 20s, was trying to convince me. He even went out and bought the book that Andrew Yang wrote. But there was something a little bit more, I think, grounded in reality from Vivek. I get the feeling that he was raised in a conservative family, and he was really brought up on conservative values because he echoes them almost effortlessly. Now, some people have accused Vivek of being... Uh, a Trojan horse socialist, but I never saw any evidence of that. Maybe in his, you know, w w if we all were only held accountable by the things we did say before, then people would be missing the point. People do change their minds. Uh, heck, I did a report a couple of weeks ago, and by the time the report was actually seen by a number of people, I had already decided, oh my God, it's outdated. I need to update it with more information. I've changed, my perspective changes. And I think that's what happens to people as they get older. 
So it's not fair really to brand and go back 10 years to what Vivek said when he was 17 or what. And I think that's what people do. He will. He is not going away. I, I predict Vivek will end up somehow in the Trump. And we'll play that speech a little bit later. Uh, he gave a nice tip off to Trump uh, uh, and, and conceded, by the way, Vivek is no longer going to run for president. He's putting his support behind Trump. But he did get 7.7% of the vote, which represents about 7,900 people. And then other, uh, the top bot or the bottom contenders, Ryan uh, Binkley with 0.8%, Asa Hutchinson with 0.2%, and Chris Christie got 32 people to write his name down. 32 people compared to 52,000 people. And that pretty much sums up the difference between the Chris Christie support, who never really had a chance. He didn't even make it to the, the Iowa caucuses. And you have to ask yourself why. Because Chris Christie, in my book, is more of a traditional Republican of the old guard. And I think this, this tells us that the old guard Republicans in this country are all but dead. If they're not dead, they're, an ex they're uh, uh, almost an endangered species. But if you look at the, the spread, the, a lot of people made the comment that Ted Cruz was the one that swept Iowa last time or when 2016 was the election. And, and, and it was no one has ever gotten 50% or more than 50% of the votes. No one. In the history of the Iowa caucuses, they go back hundreds of years. No one has ever received 50% of the supporting votes. It's, it's remarkable. And, and what does that say? What, what is it that is echoing? What, what is that telling us? Uh, in any other race, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would have been respectable contenders. They would have walked away from this saying, you know what, we've got a shot. You know, uh, Ron DeSantis got half, just under half, the same amount of votes as Donald Trump. Donald Trump walked away with 52,263 votes. Ron DeSantis with 21,857, so about half. And I would predict that this is probably going to be echoed in race after race. And I'll tell you why in just a second. I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout, what a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. And Rachel Maddow said they couldn't carry that because it would be irresponsible as a news network to broadcast the speech of a man who won a, an historic victory in Iowa uh, as the race is now gone. You know, the, 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 the gun has been fired and and the race now is commenced. The horses are out of the gate and they are running around the track. And from now until election night, and then, then some, uh, we will watch this with all the enthusiasm and fury that the American people can, can muster. And 
it's so important on so many different levels, but this isn't just happening here. This, I don't know what you would call it, a red wave. I mean, they called it a red wave in 2022 and there was no, there was no red wave. But if you're not paying attention over in Germany, there, there are massive amounts of protests going on right now by people who are feeling very similar to the way we in America are feeling about watching our country slowly slip, slip away into this socialist Marxist nightmare that is enveloping every institution in our country, whether it be uh, education, whether it's the medical industry, uh, the food industry, the energy industry, the airline industry is now advocating for hiring people that are subpar just to make themselves feel inclusive. There's a real movement going on. Um, I don't know, maybe it start, started with no, Le no Child Left Behind from George Bush. Where, uh, and yesterday you saw it on full display. Even our vice president misquoted. Uh, of all people, she misquoted Martin Luther King, her hero. She misquoted him. He, he never said equity. He said equality. All men are born and created equal, endowed equally by our creator. There's no equity in there. Equity is what you get when the outcomes are identical. And usually when the outcomes are identical, uh, as in the case of socialism, it means everybody is equally poor. And I, I've decided that, you know what? They're just going to twist the words of this man, just like they twist the words of everyone. And and they reconfigure it to their own message. And it didn't matter that Donald Trump said last night, let's bring this country together. Because the left doesn't want to be together. They don't want to be comfortable with a prog uh, conservatives. They don't want to be comfortable with people who might be religious or of faith. They don't want to be comfortable with people who believe in free speech, even if sometimes that, that speech is uh, offensive. They don't want to be comfortable with the fact that a mother and a father is the best way to raise a child. They don't want to be comfortable that if their child decides that they want to change gender at the age of six, that we're supposed to affirm them. See, they want us to be comfortable with those kinds of things. They, they want us to be comfortable with paying more money for energy to chase this this dream of trying to save the planet, they want to be, they want us to be comfortable with the fact that there is no such thing as a nuclear family, and that children can be raised raised by any village. They want us to be comfortable with this new alternative lifestyle, where there is no meritocracy, there are no grades, you will own nothing, and you will be happy. They want us to be comfortable with that, and and tried and true. History shows us that the American system that we have developed and honed, honed over these last 250 years is actually the best system on the planet, and we have to embrace it. And we have to continue to work at it like a farmer in the field. He's got to t uh, continually tend to the soil and make sure it's rich and it produces generation after generation good fruit. Uh, but the, the left doesn't want that. They want everything given to them. All right, Jim Watkins will continue this conversation. Lee Williams joining me a little bit later on. Some more uh, gun amendment stuff going on you got to hear about. And we'll continue this conversation in just a moment, speaking out.
What's true is there's not a path for me to the nomination. What's true is that it has to be an America First president that leads this country forward. There's no other option. And I do think that the best choice for this nation, if it's not going to be me leading this country, will be to have Donald Trump in that role. So, so you're going to join him at a rally tomorrow in New Hampshire? I expect to. If we're able to make it there, yes. This program is sponsored by FlatFeeForMeds.com. My wife and I are nearing retirement, and the prescriptions are starting to add up. Now I get my meds for one small monthly pharmacy fee and have enough money left over for Friday night date night with the missus. 90% of all prescriptions are covered. Check for yours at flatfeeformeds.com. Check it out if you want to save money on your prescriptions, flatfeeformeds.com. Once again, flatfeeformeds.com and save money on your prescriptions. You know, I have a podcast. It's a great podcast. I have a couple of them, actually. And one of them has coronavirus update information that I update once a week. I always find something that I think has real impact. And uh, this whole thing with the COVID-19 is completely falling apart. I don't know if you're aware of it, but the what we're seeing now is that people are starting to ask questions about exactly what's in the vaccination. Now, in Florida, a couple of weeks ago, the Florida uh, Surgeon General sent a, an, a letter both to the uh, FDA and the CDC saying, why am I finding large amounts of, of DNA droplets in these vaccines? What exactly is in the... You can't inject DNA into a human being. You're not supposed to do that. It messes with the body. It creates all kinds of problems. And the Surgeon General of Florida... Uh, noticed it and said, what are you guys doing over there? What's going on? And they have not responded yet. And, you know, injecting DNA into someone and calling it RNA uh, is an egregious violation of whatever oath uh, you can think of in the medical community, but you can't deliberately mislead people into what they're getting injected into their arm. Now they have a new RSV vaccine. Well, it's not new. It's been around for a while. But I just think it's interesting that for most every medical pill or uh, treatment that they offer in, in commercials, they always have a disclaimer, but they never do it with the COVID-19 vaccine. They never list any of the side effects, like they're not supposed to or they're not, they don't have to, but they tell you to go get the shot. But they don't tell you what the warnings are. And every other administrative therapy that you see on TV, they even do it for cough medicine sometimes. But I, don't you find that interesting? Isn't that interesting to you that, you know, these major pharmaceutical companies are encouraging people to take a vaccine that doesn't prevent you from getting COVID? And then all these other things are starting to pop up. And some of the early scientists told us this. They said, you know, you're going to start to see cancers rising. You're going to start seeing all kinds of diseases. Young, young children are going to have all kinds of diseases. You might even see a rise in autism. You don't know because we're injecting something that has DNA in it. And I'm not a doctor, and I don't pretend to be, and I'm not giving anybody any advice. But, ooh, um, I uh, watched the Emmys last night. My wife and I were watching the Emmys, and it took us about an hour to realize that these were the Emmys that were handed out and were not allowed to be handed out during the pandemic. 
when people weren't get, getting together. Uh, oh, I wanted to get back before I get to the Emmy. So on my coronavirus podcast, I, I want you to go to it. You can find it on any podcast platform, uh, whether it's Google, Amazon, iHeart. Uh, I it's everywhere. The, the, the anchor podcast is Spotify. So if you go to Spotify or if you do any search engine and you just put coronavirus update with Jim Watkins, my latest podcast, and there's hundreds, hundreds of podcasts that are up there. They go all the way back to March 20 when the pandemic first started to make its appearance in New York. You can go back, and, and I used to do them every single day. And every single day we would list the cases, the deaths, the trends, what was happening, what new therapies were being developed, how other countries were dealing with the pandemic. I mean, it was a pretty comprehensive, and it's there. And I did it for two reasons. One, because I felt that too many people were getting misinformation. And, and number two, I wanted to create an archive, a literal audio archive, day after day after day during the course of the pandemic. Now, we've reduced it now to once a week or when there's breaking news or if there's any significant coverage of any event related to COVID-19, then we update. And it's still there and it's still running and it's over a million downloads. So, again, you can search it. And I want you to go to it because I posted an interview from last week that completely was missed. Uh, and it was a, with a doctor and an astrophysicist. And he's talking about COVID-19. And the reason I put it on there, and I might put it on this platform as well, is the doctor is Willie Soon. Willie Soon is an astrophysicist, a brilliant man, and he runs a website called CirrusScience.com, and it's C-E-R-E-S hyphen science.com, and he publishes works all the time. And the thing that makes him incredible is that he is going against the grain on climate change. He's going against the grain on this COVID-19 pandemic that we have uh, and how we're dealing with it, and he, and he touches upon what has happened to science. He says science has been completely corrupted by greed. That's not a good thing. In an age when we look to science to answer pretty much every problem we have, what happens when science gets compromised and people are not allowed to speak out, people are not allowed to get their papers published? that might question a certain narrative. Even in, in astronomy, we have this uh, narrative that there is no God, that it's a Big Bang, is an assumed position by most astrophysicists and astronomers, that we came from nothing, spontaneously erupting 13, 14 billion years ago. And all of this information now coming back from the James Webb Telescope and other uh, observing uh, vehicles that are out there in space gathering data, but mostly from the James Webb telescope because that is the most powerful telescope that we have and it's able to see the farthest. Uh, it's, it's the most current satellite that we have that has all the tricks, bells, and whistles. And what it's detecting is that universes are where they shouldn't be and in other areas there are universes where there should be, but they're farther than they could have been there's not enough time if the universe is 14 billion years old 
in this major galaxy is 26 billion light years away. Well, how could that be? How could that have existed if the Big Bang hadn't happened yet? So it's challenging the narrative, the established narrative that came about in the last 200 years in astronomy. And this is how challenging it is in, in all fields of science, really, is that you have the establishment, the people who are sort of dogmatic about their views of science, whether it's climate change, whether it's uh, COVID, vaccines, uh, people are being corrupted by greed. They want a position at the table, and they're willing to echo the narrative, whatever the consensus happens to be, and that's not science. Even Dr. Fauci, when he was talking about anybody who questions him is questioning the science. And, and the thing is, and, and I think Dennis Prager said it best, I have no problem with science. I love science. I think science is absolutely necessary. The problem I have is not with science, but with the scientist, because the scientist is biased. The scientist has uh, preconceived notions of the way they think things are based on their own unique life experience. And so that's how the bias gets in. And then you have the ego, the ego that doesn't want to admit that you're wrong. And this happens all the time. You read them in the headlines. They, the headline will read, what we used to believe is not the same. Now this is questioning our belief. And it happens all the time. And uh, I, I just wanted to point that out. If you go to the Coronavirus Update podcast, it's a 40-minute interview. And you'll learn more about science than any time in your life. It's just a great, great Tucker Carlson and Willie Soon. We'll be right back. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. 